Frank takes a lot of love and guesswork. Thankfully, we don't have to do it alone. We're three hermanas who are moms, wives, and share how we do life, family, and faith. Join our familia as we learn together, laugh, and have sometimes loud and crazy conversations. Welcome to A Little Mas. Hola, familia. You are back with your hermanas, Mabel and Celeste. We don't have Evie today, but that's okay. She was actually here yes, earlier. Yes, she was. She was ready to go. She really tried. She really tried. It was our bad. We started, you know, just yes, lollygagging. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and poor Sally's not feeling well. Her no, neck's been hurting like her. Just feel like a zombie. I know. Mummy or something. And Maybe s- more like a mummy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you're like really rigid oh, movements. Frozen. Yeah. Uh, but she can go get herself seen tomorrow so that hopefully she's good to go sure. and ready for work. I'm going to be attending my first chiropractic visit, guys. Ooh, I'm a little bit nervous. She's going to let us know how it went. Okay. Oh. <laughs> but, um, but so we have a very fun episode today. Fun and informative. Yeah. Yeah. I that's, say. that's I, I would the go good with ones. that. Mm-hmm. Fun and informative ones. Uh, Last week, we did a rewind, which was the um, Mischief Managed episode, <laughs> and I listened to it again, and I was cracking up. Not because, like, oh, my gosh, I'm so freaking hilarious, <laughs> but the stories are so ridiculous. Like, I forgot the stories that we had talked about Yeah, me too. And I was like, here I nice. am, just, I lay out too much of my information. <laughs> okay. You know what? I thought that too. I was ashamed of, like, the lies that I said. I told yes. I was like, oh, my. And when okay. I got called out, I said, that's what you get, Celeste. That's Sally, what you get. Let me tell you. So, Mom... Uh, this week, actually, I was at the house mm-hmm. and we were talking and something came up and I don't know how it came up, you know, that I used to like struggle with lying when I was younger. <laughs> right. And I've shared this with you, familia, you know, past episodes. I've said this and I was little. I lied about everything. And mom was just like she like re- looked at me like concerned. No and puzzled. Way. Yeah. With this look on her face. That's funny. And she was like, I, I just don't understand that. And I was like, what do you mean? Are you judging me right now? (laughs) But she wasn't. She was just like, she was legitimately asking, like she didn't understand how, how, why someone would need to lie. She was like, she's like, I've, I've never struggled with that. And she wasn't saying it like I'm. I'm so wonderful, right? You know, because she's always so open with the things that she has struggled with that, and stuff. Yeah, I would agree. But lying, she was like, lying wasn't one of those things. Mm-hmm. She was like, I never felt like I had to lie. It just was or it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, I'm a mad respect. Because <laughs> must be nice. That's not the way it was. I was like, mom, <laughs> it was just. She's like, we all have things that we struggle with. We all have those, you know this part within our sinful nature that like we all it's just different for all of us uh and i was like and for me it was lying like i just always did it i mean there really wasn't like a reason why i even had to lie and that's what i was trying to explain to my mom was like mom you don't understand like it was just my sinful nature inside of me like (laughs) you know and i told her the example of the troll story that i shared oh my gosh she must have been like what in the (laughs) world did i share that one in the mystery you did you did i remember because i i re-listened to this and i was like go to episode 54 if you've not listened to it listen to my troll story okay (laughs) and and that's when she understood that's when she's like okay so you were just a fool and i was like yes but you know what i think it was also too you just had a very vivid and like creative imagination you know know so i wonder if part of that was that too yes and you know what struck me too was like you were a storyteller it was also an attention getting tool oh yeah okay i wanted i i've always felt like i didn't have that attention even though it's not true, I see all the. I was going to say because you did, yeah. <laughs> but I guess it's true. Us middle children have this complex, right? Not all of us, but I did. I totally fit into that mold. I just felt like 
this this will make me special enough mm-hmm. that I have a troll making machine. You know what's funny, Mavis? <laughs> is I just just boop, uh-huh. yeah. bing. I don't know, like however you can light bulb. I'm just getting the horn off. I remember the horn. I love it when you do the horn because it's so funny. Um, but I was thinking, um, as you were saying, that. You know, you felt like you didn't really have attention, but you did and all yeah. these things. And I, and it just kind of took me back to like as a child. I remember I was like, it's, it's going to sound kind of mean. Nah, maybe. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> but I'm thinking like I remember as a child because I also wanted attention because I'm the second child. Right. Yeah. And then here comes Evelyn. If Evelyn was, she'd be like, you yeah. had all the attention. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. didn't have it as long as you did. Yeah. Sorry, sister. Yeah. Um, but I was, you know, like every kid wants to have their parents attention is what I think. And so, um. For me as a child, I just remember being, because I just remember seeing videos, like, you know, our homemade videos where I'm over here doing something and then no one really cares. It's not funny, but you do it and it's like, oh, the heavens open up. So as a child, I remember just kind of being like, oh my gosh, that's so annoying. As an adult now, as your sister, as an adult, Uh that is one of the things that I find so endearing about you. And I (laughs) love, I absolutely love it because I feel like you kind of light up the room in that way, you know? And it almost takes that pressure off of me of like, oh my gosh, I have to entertain or I have, you know? Like you just have this way about you that you're just... People gravitate towards you, and you I'm just make like, a girl woman I cry, love yeah. it. It's so much fun. Oh, and so when you're not there, I'm like, where is she? <laughs> I don't want to carry the whole conversation by myself. <laughs> oh my I can only goodness. do this for so long. Yeah. Like, I can go for five minutes. You can go for twenty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just, it's just crazy, huh? The way that we all view ourselves. It's just our own insecurities. Yeah, and stuff. It's, true. it's true. And that's what I told my mom. I was like, you know, mom. I was like, it's just. It, it's always been my own insecurity, like just trying to front, you know, put this front up to t- kind of hope that people <laughs> see a worth in me, you know, or a value in me, you know. And it's 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 my own thing that God's been so gracious and wonderful and working in me, you know, and he's always working in mm-hmm. me and, and he'll forever will be working in me, you know. But uh, it was just funny. I was just thinking that because we had highlighted that episode last week. And then just <laughs> poor mom's face like, I do not <laughs> She's so understand confused. this. What? What is the need to lie? <laughs> and I was like, Mama, you're so lucky because it is. It's a terrible need. It is. <laughs> you know? I remember even one time um, when I was in middle school, I think I wrote like a poem about it, too. No Cause way. I, yeah, because it was, it was all about, you know, like they just they just spill out and it's almost like water that you can't contain in your mouth and you don't oh. want to keep them in, but they're just like spilling out and you don't, and you're like, why? I don't want to. I don't, you know what's crazy? And I think once you start and then it becomes a habit, it's just easier and easier to do and harder and harder to refrain from doing. Yeah. It so was, it was, it was a to you, my sister, because that is not the way that I know you as an adult woman. Like Thanks. you are not a liar. <laughs> you, you are ever very think truthful. Did you me as a liar growing up? No, I think as a kid, I just thought, I always just thought like it was a teach attention seeking. And uh-huh. I remember just thinking you were a storyteller. Yeah. Like to me, you were a storyteller. You told stories and you could go for days. <laughs> well, that's but told. I think it's because I knew like, that's not true. Yeah. That's a see, story. But that's what I'm saying. Most people thought they were probably true. Cause that's the other thing I told mom was mom. But a lot of these were also stories. Like I would just, just to get everyone's attention. I would say something funny that like supposedly happened to somebody and it never <laughs> happened to them. It was just a story that came to my mind, mm-hmm. you know, that would make people laugh. And, but there's no other way to say it unless I can relate it to a real, to make people think it happened to a real person. <laughs> Person, oh you know, and so, and so, uh, yeah, I, I'm grateful that people didn't see me as a lie, like they didn't carry on in my life, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. And and by yeah, by like middle school, it got easier and easier not to do it anymore because by mm-hmm. then it's like 
I, I didn't really have a reason to want to get all this, you know, like it was just different type of attention. And now it was like, and it might how be pretty too- do I look so that the guys might think I'm oh, cute? You yeah. know, I didn't have these So words. maybe more that social <laughs> awareness started to kick in and you're like, wait, you're there right. are certain things that I cannot be saying. I'm going to look a little off. Yes, girl. You yes, know, and so right. now your, your attention kind of shifted to like, you know, you wanted to fit in. Mm-hmm. You wanted to kind of be accepted. And so you realize there are certain things I can no longer be doing. Yeah. I can't be a storyteller the rest I, of my life. It's like I said in that episode, <laughs> this is getting dangerous. Yeah, that part made me laugh so hard. <laughs> People are going to get hurt. Going to get hurt. Yeah. I was laughing so hard. I'm like, dang. But it's because it's true. You got to just stop it. And thankfully, thanks to the Lord, you know. Now now we have to work on it is like, when I um, am running late somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, and I just want to be like, oh, well, it's because I was here and I was there. And it's like, no, you weren't just <laughs> not that yeah. I'm lying about the place. It's just I want to say more than I want to amp up what I was doing to make I it see. seem like there's a there's justifiable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And, and so I remember I was talking to um, a pastor at a church and he was telling me that when we were doing the whole Enneagram thing mm-hmm. and he was telling me that um, he he was on he was running late to like this rehearsal that we had to be mm-hmm. at and he was like and i wanted to like give all these excuses right mm-hmm. and he's like but why half of them like i'm just amping them up it mm-hmm. doesn't matter and that's just who i am and i realized you know what i did the same thing i need to not do that because mm-hmm. at the end of the day it doesn't matter i'm just just say you're sorry that you're running late mm-hmm. and it is what it is it's kind of like what you've said before where, where you have to cancel plans what used to be my worry was but what story do i make up that I'm, I'm, why am I canceling this yeah. plan? You know, and instead it's like, well, just don't say anything. Just mm-hmm. tell them, I'm sorry, I can't make it. Something's come up. Right. You know? You know what? And I came across, uh, kind of in line with that, I came across an article that I was reading one day. And it was talking about, we've talked about this before on our episode, like unnecessarily saying that we're sorry for something. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things, one of the examples that was given that sticks to me daily, because I also kind of struggle with I'm late, you know, here yeah. and there. And so... um. And that's something I have to be better at. My husband is great at it. I'm not so good about it, yeah. but I need to be better. I am when it's like, you know, it's my job, those kinds of things. But like, you know, leisurely things, got to get better about it. Yeah. And so uh, one of the one of the things was, you know, a lot of the times we'll apologize. Like if you're legitimately late, there was traffic or whatever, mm-hmm. you'll apologize and say to, the, you know, to say you're with friends and you say, I'm so sorry for being late. This and this happened. You're giving that again, that whole reason why yeah, the play they were play. saying instead of doing that, when you see your friends right away, say, thank you for waiting. Thank you for being patient. I'm so glad I'm here with you now. Yeah. And that's it. That's true. I almost thought, though, I don't want to hear that. Okay, I want to hear thank you for being <laughs> But it says it even changes their whole perspective of it. Really? Like, you know what? Why, oh, you're why welcome. It just changes the whole, it. it just changes the whole, like, experience of it all. Mm-hmm. I so, don't know. I, I, I do not like that. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, don't say that because we're going to fight. <laughs> yeah. Because when you said that, I was like. Oh, well, you're so welcome. <laughs> Are you sorry at least? You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, okay. You, you need to hear that. I need I'm to hear My bad. That. I'm sorry. so sorry for being like Yeah. Silly, <laughs> you just saying that right now, like, healed everything inside of me, the hurt. <laughs> and girl, we ain't even running nowhere. You know oh, what I mean? that's like, so funny. Yeah. I guess that it's different for everybody, so that's good to know. Yeah. I did. Good I, to I know. felt like this, rea- like this negative reaction when you said, thank you so much for being patient. I'm so glad mm-hmm. I get to be here with you now. It's like, well, are you sorry that you made me wait? You you sorry you made me be patient here? Like, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. So it's different for everybody then. Oh. So and I, and I guess that depends because there's people that are constantly apologizing. But what if you're, you're always right. late and you're, you're always right. like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And after a while, you're just like, I'm sick and tired of you. Dang, sorry. I can see that. I could definitely say that. I didn't you think know? about that. So 
I guess it depends on who yeah. it is. I, 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 you know what it is? it is? Maybe what it is for you is if it's somebody that you love and care about and you know it's like, hello. Because at the end of the day, you're right. It is rude to show up late because you're mm-hmm. spending time out of your personal schedule and time that you could have been doing something else yeah. to be there with that person and meet with them. And if they're showing up late, that, I mean, it does suck, yeah. you know? So I guess it just, it, we really have to be mindful of what the situation is, who it is, you know, and all that stuff. And also the time. If it's like, you know, you're a minute, two minutes late, oh, maybe yeah. even fine. You're five minutes. You're mm-hmm. like, all right, that's fine. But, you know, you're 30 minutes late. You're not oh, going to make it at all. minutes. Yeah. I'm not going to make it at all. Yeah. That's one that for sucks. sure. An apology is required, I would believe. Yes. Not. Thank you for being patient. No. I'm showing up. <laughs> Dude, I can't Thank you for being patient. I've been here for 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I'm gone. It's like, keep I was dumb. <laughs> Yo, I was waiting for you to show up so I could just smack you. Yes. No. Just I'm just like, I, I couldn't do all that. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's why I, re- I had that reaction because it was coming from you. And I was like, you you can't even give your girl a sorry. Though. Oh, I see what you're you know saying. What I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. If it's somebody that. You know, if it's someone else or like I'm there for an interview or maybe I don't know this person, maybe a third party or something like mm-hmm. that and we're meeting up, then yeah, I'd be like, oh, well, you're welcome. I'm mm-hmm. glad you made it. Yeah. You know what? I guess you're right. Because now I had a feeling about that because <laughs> I just remembered I went to an interview once uh-huh. where I legit waited 30 minutes just for the person to show up. The person shows up and they were doing, they were, I guess, running errands for their company. Mm-hmm. They show up in like, you know, I, I would think casual clothes, you know, jeans, a t-shirt, some sneakers. Yeah. And she excuses, she says, oh, it's nice to meet you. Excuse me for just a moment. She goes off to change into professional attire. I already saw you. <laughs> and I only know that because by the time she came back, she's all in a suit. And I was like, really? Yeah. You couldn't just interview me now. I'm already here. Yeah. We already met, you know? <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, whatever. So they interview me. Fine, whatever. They try to pass me on to somebody. The point is, the whole interview was, the time was awful i mean i think i waited longer than 30 minutes honestly oh my god and i just thought this is not professional you know i was being handed back from staff to staff and i was like no so when they offered me the position i respectfully declined and you know thanked them for their time and i was like i've wasted so much time of my life right now just waiting for you to come up to this interview you could have just rescheduled Oh my god! So yeah, so the, so when you said that, I thought, oh no, never I, I needed a, <laughs> never. Maybe that doesn't work. I Forget it. Apology. Yeah. <laughs> well, familia, um, we're gonna get into our first part of the segment, uh, which is based on an article. Well, pretty much it is the article. I just wanted to get Sally's reactions on some of these statements that were said. It's a BuzzFeed article. You know how much I'll be always reading BuzzFeed, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was entitled "17 Lies People Told." That epically and awkwardly backfired on them. Ooh, that already yeah, sounds sound great. Let's <laughs> go get juicy. Yes. And so Sally has not read any of these. I wanted to read some and I wanted to get her reaction. And I want to get your reaction too, Familia. Let us know, please. You can email us at littlemaspodcast at gmail.com or go to our website and go to our contact us page. Or you know what? Forget all that. You can even just go on episode 83's um actual page on our website and just comment on there but i want to know your comments on some of these and have you ever done something like this okay so buzzfeed had asked some of their buzzfeed community to tell them about a time that they gave a fake excuse and it blew up in their face and the responses were about as cringy as possible okay and i felt like this went really well with the fact that we had just been reminiscing about episode 54 Mm -hmm. mischief manage and the lies i used to tell you know and all that and then sally she told some (laughs) doozies in there too sometimes when she was younger you Mm -hmm. know which is what she shared about 
her pretending she's going on these lavish <laughs> vacations and she was not nowhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, no, she did not go to Australia. She was in straight up in our house the yeah. entire summer. Mm-hmm. So anywho, uh, let me read. Okay. So the first one made me laugh so hard. This poor guy. Um, Ashley Brianna's too said, my boyfriend told his job he was having LASIK eye surgery so he could get out of working a busy weekend. Oh, my God. But since he didn't actually get the surgery, it backfired on him because he wasn't able to wear his glasses to work for the rest of his time there <gasps> at that job. Can you imagine? Oh, my goodness. I, yes. That's that's like the huge worst impact. Th- yes. And he like, needed them. I'll be, why did he say LASIK? I hope he grabbed some contacts and at least had <laughs> yes. contacts in his eyes. I'm like, why would you say you got LASIK and then don't what get it? What a bonehead though? move. Wow. What a bonehead move for real. See, sometimes you, people just don't think how one lie can affect so much. Yeah. Yikes. This is why ooh, I, that's, I, I don't ooh. be doing this no more. And now he, it's all about like, you know, honoring his integrity. So now he's got to like, yeah, you got to live with those consequences. Don't use your yeah, glasses. People are going to be like, wait, didn't you get LASIK? Why are you wearing glasses? Wow. That sucks. Ooh, that's. Yep. Uh, this next one was from Moonfry31, and they said, A coworker I wasn't interested in being friends with, again, I wasn't interested <laughs> in being friends with, outside of work, invited me to do something, and I immediately said, Oh, sorry, I can't make it. I have plans. She responded, But I didn't tell you when it was yet. <gasps> Cringe. <laughs> Just in general, I'm always going to be busy. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. She it's jumped the gun on that one. She jumped the gun. Or she or here. I don't oh, know. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, they jumped the gun, though. They did. Oh, that's embarrassing. And so, at that point, what are you, awkward. Has something like that ever happened to you? Like, where you respond, they're like, I didn't even tell you yet. Like, were you either shutting somebody down? No. Or the only time either. it's happened, similar, but not the same thing at all. Does that even make sense? <laughs> Similar, but not. It's like when you're pretending. Okay, so when somebody has said something to you, uh-huh. and they've repeated it at least twice already, and you still didn't hear, and oh. at that point, I'm so embarrassed to be like, "Can you say it one more time?" So I'm just yes. like, "Oh yes, uh huh." I did that once with the cousin. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> so our poor cousin, he's so sweet. He's a younger cousin. He was saying something to me, and I didn't understand what he said. And I said, "I'm sorry. What was that again?" He told me a second and third time. By the third time, I said, I have, I cannot, cannot ask him to repeat it again. So he said something. I smiled, giggled a little. I said, uh-huh. oh, yes. And he's like, yes, what, though? I didn't ask you anything. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. How embarrassing. So I just apologized. I said, you know what? I'm so sorry, hun. I said, I didn't understand what you said. And I was too embarrassed to have you repeat it. Why not just, <laughs> see, why not just ask him and do exactly. it? Exactly. I should have done it from the beginning, but I didn't want him to have to do it again. No, okay. I feel you, though, girl. I No judgment here, because one time I was talking to somebody, and I, they had just told me what they were that what they had studied in college. Okay, They had oh, no. just told me. And probably several times throughout the conversation. Uh-huh. And then, like, yo de tonta, which pretty much is me the dummy, right, <laughs> goes and tells them, wait, so what did you study in college? And in the same conversation, they're like, I just, I told you. I just told you. Oh, my, like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> You're like, that's like where mom always says, you know, she jokes. It's that expression, tierra trágame. Yes. Earth, swall- open up and swallow, swallow me because I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. I was like, 
oh yeah yeah oh my god i don't know why i didn't remember that i'm like i know you just said it and brain it, fart yeah. <laughs> and it was because my mind was so clouded with like all these things i had to do that day or whatever and i just was not paying attention yeah that's where yeah oh i was so embarrassed I've, i was I've like done that before they, too. they just looked me dead in the <laughs> eye and were like I just you're told like you. not even listening. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying that they were trying to be polite to me, but they were, that's what they're pretty much saying. Like oh, you were not paying no. the darn thing that I said, were you? <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Oh, no. um, okay. Um, so uh, another one that I that I saw here. This one was pretty sad. Okay, this one said, uh, "In college, I forgot my professor was giving an exam and skipped class. Mm-mm. She wouldn't allow me back to take the exam without an official university excuse." Wow. So I typed up a fake doctor's note. Oh, my. <laughs> I know, girl. And took it to the lady who writes up the university excuses. The lady had the gall to call the doctor. She's mad at the lady. <laughs> yes. The audacity of it all. <laughs> this lady had to call somebody. <laughs> it's like come on what did you expect (laughs) just some of these people man. oh my goodness it's just it's just too much it's just too much oh my goodness wow (laughs) oh my gosh okay so then this one a co-worker who was always missing work took time off claiming she had to get a cyst removed from her knee when she came back, she was limping around. So someone asked to see how bad the scar was. Oh, no. She said she couldn't take the bandage off, but still pulled up her pant leg to show them her knee. Well, as she pulled off her pants, <gasps> the big old bandage came off. And wouldn't you know it? There was no scar. Oh, my goodness. How do you deal with that? Being that person that. that and she know, was trying to ride that help. out to. The end, this man. This girl done committed, though. Put it on the bandage. Though. And limping around. I was oh like, my oh, my People, goodness. sometimes it's just tell the truth. It's easier. You know what I'm saying? It's just, these it's are just so messy. Much. You, you can't keep up with this That's mess. That's so embarrassing. I would just want to, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I just. <laughs> just so embarrassing. I, I just, I can't with some people. I just couldn't understand. How <laughs> about her bandage fell off? Man, it was like, That's what you get, girl. Yeah. That's so sad. <laughs> So, okay, this one. I lied to my supervisor that I was late because my car battery died and I had to get a jump from roadside assistance. A month later, my car battery actually died Mm. and I got a jump from a guy in my apartment complex. Later that day, I told my supervisor about it, commenting that I'd never had to have a jump before (gasps) and was surprised at how fast it took. Whoops. (laughs) Yikes. That's when when you can't catch up with them. Mm -mm. You can't catch up with the lies. It's just, it's just, it's too much, Mm-mm. you know? So anyway, there's more, Familia. It'll be up on our <laughs> website. You can read That'll all of them. They're interesting little leisure they're, Yeah, they're hilarious. Now, again, a little disclaimer, there is some strong language on some of them, but uh, it's just so stinging funny. Like, <laughs> made me laugh I'll have so to check hard. it out and read the other ones. Yeah, These are just <laughs> wow. They're just wild. You're just like, what are some people thinking, though? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well... Not knowing what people are thinking sometimes. Uh, today's main segment is actually, it threw me for a loop. I'm not going to lie. Right. When you read the title? When I read the yes. title of it. Yes. Yes. Uh, I was even thinking we'll have to clarify <laughs> that a little. Yeah. So it was based on a TED Talk. And Sally, you're the one that, that actually introduced us to this article, mm-hmm. right? That was entitled, Why We Should Say No to Positivity and Yes to our negative emotions mm-hmm. and i was like uh, so like, what are you doing exactly that's actually what hooked me too was i was like wait a minute 
I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with being positive and spreading positivity. Lord knows we can definitely <laughs> we use that it, yes. in this day and age. Yeah. You know, so I was like, let me let me read what this is all about. And once I opened up the article and I read it through it, I was like, oh, made sense. I see. Seriously, yes. whoever came up with that title, props to them mm-hmm. because great title. Uh, and so it's we'll have again this article also up on this page. It was uh, part of a part of Ted's How to Be a Better Human series. Uh, which contains helpful advice from someone in the TED community. And they have a couple of the excerpts on here, right? And so seriously, Sadie, when I saw the title, I was like, but just like you said, positivity is all we mm-hmm. need, though. <laughs> like, people tell me this all the time, right? And and then I realized, and for you know what? I think it's totally the Lord, Sally, mm-hmm. because I feel like this topic has been coming up a lot, whether in my heart or conversations this week for me, of being okay with being when things just aren't going that well and being okay with expressing them, Mm -hmm. what's the point of keeping it in? Right. And so, uh, one of the first things that I noticed on this said, most of us have been told to cheer up or look on the bright side by well-meaning family and friends. Sometimes it's because they see us looking sad, angry, anxious, or frustrated, but it can also happen because we look pensive, uncertain, or just about any other state, uh, any state other than joyful. While we may be tempted to tell them to stuff it, we don't because, well, feelings. And so they go into when you're in those moments when you just are feeling a certain way that's considered negative. Mm -hmm. Why you shouldn't just keep it in within yourself like you're saying. Why you you shouldn't suppress those feelings and internalize them. So it's I'm sorry. It's important to note then that really this article was more about why it's okay to express sadness and Mm -hmm. and all of these emotions that people typically view as negative which i will just let me tell you straight up sadness frustration all of disappointment all of those feelings that we sometimes try to avoid because we feel like they make us feel yucky and we don't want to feel those feelings Mm -hmm. does not mean that they're negative they're feelings just like any other feeling happiness joyfulness um you know excitement shock they're all feelings right Mm -hmm. it's really a matter of the trick is being able to express them in a way that is helpful for you to express to to clearly state and identify what you need yeah so that your needs could get met in those moments and so that's why i was like oh my gosh yes so it's not that they were saying that we shouldn't be positive but just like you said maybe a little while ago you know how the article was talking about a lot of times we have this inclination to tell people when we feel that they're sad we don't know how to deal with it on our own yeah. and so it's like oh It'll get better. Yeah. Cheer up. Cheer up. Yeah. You know, you'll get through this. Mm-hmm. A lot of these cliche me- things that like people don't really need that. A lot of the times all they need is somebody to just be with them in that moment. And just hear listen. Them out. Yes. Just listen. You know, a lot of the times people you'll be surprised will work it out on their own. Yeah. Just, you know, after You are so right. After talking it out. You are so right. Because I feel like and okay, you gave me props earlier, but girl, I need to throw some props your way. Oh. Okay, honestly, because I, and I've said this in other episodes, I thank the Lord for you because you've always been that person for me. You just listen to me. You don't try to fix my problem. You just listen. And that's why I tell you, like, God knew exactly what you were meant to do with your life and who you were meant to be, Sally. Seriously, we've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. Like, you've always, since a young age, had such a natural inclination to just let people express themselves and, and let them work through it. And so I know like in some of my toughest times, I just like vent to you and you just listen. And as I'm venting, 
I can start figuring out how I feel. And so, so many times I just run to you because I'm just like, I just got a vent. I just need to, you know, and then as I talk it out, I'm like, you know what? I feel like this because of this. Mm-hmm. And you help me work through it. And then you start giving me advice and all of that. But you're right. You're never like, oh, well, just cheer up, girl. It's going to be better. Yeah. You know, yes, you always want to hear that. You know, there, there's moments for that where I just want to hear it. Tell me if this is going to get better. Mm-hmm. Tell me my. Tell me it's not going to stay like this forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't yeah. think they're saying that that's bad. But I think what they're saying is don't say, like you said, don't say, oh, cheer up. Just to suppress it. Have the person move on right. from how they're feeling and not ever be able to feel like they can express the emotion mm-hmm. that is going on within them. Yeah, because you're right. Sometimes you have to sit through that yuckiness and that uncomfortable feeling before you can heal and move on yeah sometimes it takes that i mean we've been through some serious stuff we've talked about grief and loss and stuff and as much as you want to avoid that because you don't want to have to feel it in the moment you have to to. because that's the only way you'll be able to heal yeah and so it's okay to not be okay we've said that before it's you know something that i hope can just resonate and and you know other people's minds is that Mm -hmm. it's okay to not have all the answers to not feel like you know you are a hundred percent today um and it's also okay to express that to other people there is no shame in being vulnerable in the sense of you know saying you know what today is not a great day for me today i'm really struggling with x thing you know and what we can do um as people who love those friends or those family members or you know whoever that person is who's coming to us in that moment is just listen yeah you know i think a lot of times we have pressure that like i have to know the right thing to say and i you know but it's like you you don't Mm -hmm. you know we don't need to know all the right answers a lot of the times it's more comforting to know that you don't know what to say and you're just willing to sit here with me and as long as it takes you know until i'm okay with whatever i'm feeling i've i've learned that um as i get older Mm -hmm. that when people reach out hoping for a you know, sometimes I'll ask you, like, well, what, what should I do? Mm-hmm. And then, sure, I'll pray within my, you know, heart and be like, Lord, what answer do I give my friend, mm-hmm. you know, about this that they're going through? But otherwise, it's like I used to be like, okay, oh, my gosh, I, I need to think of something, something yeah, wise, something good. Solve, yeah. yeah, problem solve this for them. And I've realized, like, there are times that you can't. There mm-hmm. are times that all you can do is just be like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, and I'm here for you. And I'm here for you, yes. And my heart hurts with your heart, you yeah. know, or... Or I can under I can only imagine the frustration exactly. you're feeling. Yeah. You know, um, those kinds of things. It's I think it's in those human moments that you feel connected with one another. And sometimes that's all you really need. Cause I know you don't know how to fix this for me, mm-hmm. but the fact that you cared enough to sit with me through it, yeah, that meant the world. Yeah. You know. And and I think it's better sometimes to just allow that person to talk about how they're feeling. And us not rush to give advice that maybe right. is poor advice. That's very true. You know? Very true. Like, why, why do that to that friend? Mm-hmm. Instead, just be like, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. You know? Sometimes I've even said, I wish I knew what to say. Yeah. But I don't yeah, know what me to too. say. The situation is mm-hmm. just, like you said, so just yucky. And that <laughs> can be powerful in itself because it validates the fact that there are no words for the situation. Mm-hmm. Like, and you feel validated. I, I, yeah, like said, I yeah. get that it's overwhelming for you because I don't know what to say to you. Yeah. I would feel the same way, mm-hmm. you know, if, if that was me on the, you know, on the other, on the other side. side. Yeah. So one of the things that I found <clears throat> so helpful, and I think it's important to remember from this article was they also went into detail about why it's so important for us to be able to effectively express these feelings that we usually try to avoid. And they even mentioned 
And don't just say things like, oh, it's because I'm feeling stressed. Mm -hmm. I love that because I use that all the time. I'm just stressed. I'm just stressed. Like, no. Identify what it really is. What it really is. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Are you are you frustrated with work? Mm -hmm. are you know and they they give different examples and i was like that's so true because for me it's always it's always our our, you know catch-all word Mm -hmm. i'm just so frustrated because i'm stressed it's like Mm -hmm. but why Mm -hmm. because then you can start working through it like right right one of the reasons why i think it's so important for us to be able to pinpoint those things is because we've been talking about how we can't heal unless we know exactly what it is that we're experiencing or we're feeling right what's the feeling um one of the psychologists that they interviewed was susan david and she talks about what suppressing these feelings can do. Mm -hmm. So for example, she says suppressing difficult emotions undermines our ability to deal with the world as it is, not as we wish it to be. Ooh, girl, say that one more time. Of course, suppressing difficult emotions Mm -hmm. undermines our ability to deal with the world as it is, Mm -hmm. not as we wish it to be. Yes. That's so true. Because I found that very powerful. Let's say even even just in our relationships, right? Mm-hmm. You're wishing, like, why doesn't this person understand mm-hmm. me? Why can't they do this? They don't communicate, like, blah blah blah. And because you're not dealing with how you truly feel, mm-hmm. you're not pimp, you're not you're not taking the time to pinpoint it. Mm-hmm. Like she says, you cannot deal with the world as it is and deal with the actual situation in which yep. going on. And if you can't Dang. deal with it as it is now and what's happening now, there can't be any result. Girl, that and so you're just spiraling in this circle, this cycle that mm-hmm. doesn't end because we don't know what is wrong. We're not identifying what that is. Yeah, that made my heart skip a beat. Yeah. I thought the so same. Profound. I was like, that is why it's so important for us to be able to really identify these emotions. Yeah. Part of us being able to be resilient, and the article kind of expresses and supports this, is that So part of us being able to be resilient is being able to express these feelings. And the reason why is because when we're not able to appropriately and effectively express the feeling that we're feeling in that moment, Mm -hmm. research supports that that contributes to lower levels of well-being. For example, depression Mm -hmm. and anxiety. So... Because you're just internalizing it. Yeah, you're suppressing everything. You're keeping it to yourself. You're Mm -hmm. not really working through it. You're just ignoring avoiding and pressing forward oh yeah without really resolving there's no resolution mm-hmm. there's no relief so it's like you said it's just a cycle just yeah. keeps on going mm-hmm. and all you're doing is just building upon what you were already feeling yeah. originally and then it's it's crazier if you start to think about how it starts to impact our relationships and our abilities to achieve our goals mm-hmm. because if you're feeling anxiety and you're feeling depressed let's be real a lot of the times that's significantly impacting the way that we're being productive yeah. or resourceful or even doing day-to-day relationships. And mm-hmm. that's something that's around us all of the time. Wow. So it's so powerful to be able to really s- take a step back, think about what it is that you're feeling, have compassion with yourself when you're going through these things and know that, you know what, it's okay to feel these things. We're all human. Yeah. We all have, I love, I always say this. I, I say this all the time when I'm working with people at my job It's like, you know what, we're not robots. Yeah. We yeah. have feelings and sometimes they're very intense Mm -hmm. and that is okay there are times where we feel like you know what i don't know if i'm going to be able to you know ride this feeling out Mm -hmm. the truth is you will you always have yeah you know you've felt this way before probably and you've gotten through that see and that's the type of positivity that we want Mm -hmm. but you can only respond in that type of positivity when you have listened to the person yes identify the Mm -hmm. negative emotions that they're feeling at the time Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. I love that. That's so true. 
I'm so wise. <laughs> Yoda. I'm just playing. <laughs> you were looking at me like, mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you. Myself. I'm glad you like that. One. It's it, it hit me. It's true, though. You know, because when you said that, I was like, yes, that's the type of positivity I want to hear. Yeah. That I can do this. I can get through this, you know, negative feeling that I'm feeling right yeah. now. Yeah, you've felt intense feelings before and you've gotten through and them. I've gone through you it. know, it hasn't broken you, it hasn't crushed you. Yes, it is. You've been able to get through it. Yeah. It doesn't feel like you're just shutting me down and telling me, ah, you'll be fine, get over mm-hmm. it. And I, you don't even want to hear what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. And a lot of times, just like you said, that you can only say after you've taken the time to hear the person and you've gotten to hear their struggle and you know that, you know what, they've experienced this over and over again in their lives, these types of feelings, and they've always come through it. Yeah. You know, that's when you can offer that kind of stuff. Otherwise, just listen. Don't try to provide answers for the person. Don't try to fix it for them. You know, they just need someone to listen and make them feel heard and feel like they're not having to go through this alone. Yeah. That's all it is. It's all about instilling a little bit of hope. Yeah. Even in those really tough and dark moments where things just seem to be falling apart and, you know, insurmountable, you know, maybe those moments where we feel like there are no answers. But... Mm -hmm. You know, knowing that you're not alone mm-hmm. helps you get through a, a long way. And being able to express it just allows you to get it off of your chest. Otherwise, it's like this tea kettle waiting to kind of, you know, do that little whistle at the uh-huh. end. Either way, it's going to come out, whether that's physically yes. or however. It's going to come out, yeah. even if you're suppressing it. Sometimes it's in us acting out towards people that we really love. So, you know, it's easier for us and more beneficial if we're able to learn a more effective way of expressing those feelings and getting them out. So that we can kind of do our work to heal and move on or or find purpose in any way. Yeah, that's so true. You don't want it to bubble up to the surface to a point where you're just, you know, you do something unwise or mm-hmm. what have you. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to always take care of it. Uh, one of the last things that they mentioned, too, of something that you can do, besides all the great things that you had said, Sally, that were coupled with a lot of the advice that they said, uh, was... Try to notice the emotional story for what it is. So what they're meaning by this, uh, says uh, the psychologist David, says, create some space between you and what you're feeling by acting as an observer and naming all the dimensions of your experience. For instance, um, she said, instead of simply saying, I'm sad, she suggests, say something like, I'm noticing that I'm feeling sad. I'm noticing that I'm feeling undermined. I'm noticing the urge to leave the room. Mm -hmm. This allows you to bring other parts of yourself, such as your values and your intentions, forward. Doing this also puts you in charge rather than the emotion. What's more important is not whether you have negative thoughts or emotions, but whether you get hooked into them, mm-hmm. which is when those thoughts start to drive your behaviors and your reactions, right? Mm-hmm. I, I would say this this fits very well even when Paul reminds us to keep every thought captive yes. in Scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, he tells us, and, and test it. Ask, ask the Lord, God, what is this that I'm feeling? Why am I feeling this? Mm-hmm. You know, God knows exactly. It's like we've said before. God knows our inner workings yes. and who we are. Yes. And so he knows every emotion that we're experiencing. I mean, Scripture tells us that Jesus, no, nothing is new to Jesus. Mm-hmm. He experienced everything. There's nothing new under the sun, the Bible says. Yeah, nothing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and Jesus chose to become man, to live on this earth as a man, you know, while also being fully God. But because he was also fully man, he experienced all the things we experienced. Yes. There is nothing that we can say to him that he's like, I don't understand what that must feel mm-hmm. like. I don't understand what abandonment must feel like. I don't understand. You know what I mean? Like deep yeah. sadness, rejection. 
He knows it all. Yes. He experienced mm-hmm. the gamut of it mm-hmm. within his 30 some years of life here on mm-hmm. this earth, you know? And so it's like, I always, I always remind myself, hold every thought captive, Mabel, this emotion that you're feeling. And it's kind of like what, what this, you know, what, um, the psychologist David, what she was saying is when I'm holding it captive, I, I then start using this type of language. Like I'm noticing that I'm feeling angry. Mm-hmm. I'm angry because of this situation. God help me to analyze where it's really coming from, mm-hmm. you know, within me and why I'm acting this way. Is it mm-hmm. something that I, I should bring up? I don't want to explode about it. Like help me process right? through this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether that's, should I mention it to a good friend, you know, mm-hmm. so they can, I can work through it with them. But everything in prayer, like I feel like God helps us work through it. Yes. And so I, I, I love reading this, you know, try to notice emotion story for it because I even take it as this is exactly what Paul is saying when he says, hold every thought captive. Mm-hmm. An- yeah, analyze it. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge the thought. Mm-hmm. Realize it's there. Don't ignore it. Mm-hmm. Hold it captive for a while. Mm-hmm. Simmer on it and, and, and then, you know, find out why you're feeling this way. Talk it through. Talk it out mm-hmm. before you then, like she says at the end, before they start to drive your behaviors and your interactions, mm-hmm. you start blowing up on people. Right. You start doing this, yeah. you start doing that. You start isolating yourself, whatever it may be, whatever it might look like for you mm-hmm. before it gets to that point. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love it. This was super helpful. Sadie, it really, really was. Thanks, Thanks. for um, I really liked it too. I, I just thought it just it's they're helpful reminders. Yes. You know, and if there are things that you haven't thought about before, it's good to be aware of these things and yeah. start kind of, you know, just thinking of how can I start to maybe be more intentional about trying to express how I'm really feeling yeah. instead of avoiding or running away from, you know, these types of feelings that I feel are uncomfortable. Because at the end of the day, trust me, mm-hmm. it's going to come out yeah. somehow or Somewhere another. Or another. Yeah. It's, it's almost better for us to just learn a helpful way to do it so that it's not so uncomfortable. Yes. Yes. And it's like any it's like working out. It's a muscle. You're working out the muscle of your brain, you know, mm-hmm. figuring out how the heck can I get to the point where, you know, I take baby steps. And the more I do it, the more frequently I'm I'm practicing the skill, the easier it becomes. Yeah. And and more like second nature, hopefully, yeah. eventually. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, yeah, super useful. Thank you. And which is why, Familia, we said today was going to be fun and educational. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on today's episode, Familia. As always, you can find us on a littlemaspodcast.com where you can find all of our past episodes. Also, let us know what you want to hear about as well. We love hearing from you guys and want to know about the topics that are near and dear to you. Or maybe you want us to elaborate on some of our crazy stories. We don't know. <laughs> but feel free to always share what it is that you want to hear from us. Leave us a rating as well on iTunes. Give us some comments on our website. For now, this is Mabel and Celeste. And you have been listening to A Little Little Mass. Adios.